0: There now does not follow a public health announcement from Professor Jason Leach.
1: Very pleased that my home team, Airdreonians, disposed of the Cove Rangers. But sadly, we didn't keep a clean sheet. Our next away game is here in Greenock. And as you know, the Martin fans don't wash. So I've made another Covid at the Elden Street store with some special bargains. To keep you cleansed. Jason Leach with prices you cannot bleach. Four bars of soap, just seventy-nine pence. And sanitizer, only one forty-nine plus shampoo and a pound. So wash and go to Capulo and enjoy the show. EIO. Okay,
0: what what an introduction. That was Steve Goldie One and you can find more of his stuff on TikTok. Um, but we're, we're back, we're on the crest of a wave, so welcome back to my panellists. I've got Emma Quigley with us. Emma, how are you?
2: I am great, yeah, looking forward to, to Tuesday. It's been an exciting few weeks, I think, since I was last on.
0: Yeah, and we'll, we'll come on to what your predictions, all of our predictions were last time. We've got Andrew Duffy, who's sitting looking at his usual magnanimous in, in victory yet yeah. uh, yeah, again. Hi, Andrew, how are you?
3: I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm good,
0: Thanks. One
2: of to,
0: us is eating humble pie, one of us is not. I have to say, start with an apology to my panellists. So, for they've had to wait tonight for me to come on the Zoom call for the second time this week, and one of my children decided to defecate in the bath. Um, but neither them nor anybody in the family has had as bad a week as the, the Cove Rangers goalkeeper. So, that's <laughs> something for us to hold on to. Um, we may as well just go straight into it. Two legs, here to get through. Um, Andrew, I've not seen one of your reports for a while, but I suspect there might be a belter coming out of that. What's what was the experience of watching the match, and what emotions did Tuesday night take you through?
3: Ah, uh, well, Tuesday was—I mean, the first leg on the Saturday was sort of fine. I was happy enough with that because I think I was happy enough to take a draw for the first leg. Um, and it was a sort of a nothing in game. There wasn't much to that. First leg, it was very tentative from both sides. The second leg, um, Tuesday night, was an experience. It, it wasn't um, the world's best fun. Um, but it certainly wasn't a boring match. It, it was draining. It was pretty exhausting to, to sit through. But from being absolutely on the floor when they went 2-1 up, from the moment we got the equaliser, when Jack McGuire got the equaliser, it must just be me. Anyone else just think we're definitely going to do this? I thought it would go to penalties at that stage, but I just, I there's, there's no way we're not going to do this now and come back again. You could see they were, they were kind of broken by that equaliser. And I think it was just, from then on, it was basically once we went 3-2 up, it was horrible again because then I was starting to fear the equaliser that very nearly came um, but yeah there was that magical period between the equaliser and us scoring slightly after us scoring the third goal when I was really really enjoying my evening and then it was torment, torment, torment full time at the roof
0: Emma how about you? With, with the, the family understanding of what you were going through on Tuesday
2: night? Um, yeah the other half um watched it with me he's kind of getting used to he's seen a lot lawyer now actually um, but see, same as Andrew I think came away from from Saturday and thought well a draw is probably you know fair enough actually quite quite happy with that there wasn't obviously much between the teams and wasn't the best of conditions up there you know particularly second half so um you know I thought that was fine and kind of strapped myself in for, for Tuesday night but I just I was not prepared for for that 90 minutes and then the extra time as well I think same as Andrew I prepared myself for for penalties and I wasn't even sitting at this point I was I was literally pacing the living room, going oh god not again not again not again especially when they they kind they, they scored and you know two one up and I went not you know honestly like, oh we can't we can't do this again and then I think when, when Jack McCown I mean wait to silence your critics you know just up the park and knocked that goal in and then, I, and then that's when I thought "May I might actually, actually do this you know I've got this strange psych- thing with energy psychologically the more I convince myself we won't do it the more we seem to be putting a run together that maybe tells me that we can so um oh it was awful though wasn't it an awful <laughs> an awful second half an awful period of extra time to to get through again but um I just honourable mention to John for just making my night at the end um, because I don't remember the last time I've laughed that much at an Airdrie game. I think it was just the release of all that tension. Um, so yeah, honourable mention there at the end.
0: Yeah, it, it was his birthday the day before. But I just, I, I we need to get him on and, and hear the story of it before. I presume that was a premeditated party hooter that he'd smuggled into the stadium and not just one that happened to be lying at <laughs> was, just, it was uh, I think it was Brian trying to keep it together and I'm sure you can hear Stuart Matthew killing himself in the background as well. It's
2: the combination of all three. It's the professionalism on one hand versus the just the double toot at the end that just made my night.
3: Uh, do you think that John was sitting at one point when it was 2-1 and a look that we're finished, thinking about that, um, or whatever it was in his pocket, thinking, this has jinxed it. I've jinxed this. I'm going to throw this in the bin as soon as I go here. He's thinking about it the whole time.
0: Nobody needs gone. to
2: know. Nobody <laughs> needs to know I brought it. It's, it's
0: a bold move, isn't it? Taking the, the, the party blow up and at the stadium, I would never have seen that light of day if uh, I feared to lose 2-1. And he probably might have blamed himself but but he was right. Maybe that was why we got the equalizer. The players knew. You know
2: what? They never gave up though, because I think Andrew said, you know, the cove heads went down. And but we just kept kept going and they deserve a huge amount of credit for that. They really do. Not just the the team that started, but the people obviously had injuries during that game. Players went off, you know, and the players that, that came on, you know, stepped up as well. And you know, every single person deserves all the credit in the world for, for that performance on Tuesday to get us through.
0: What I've been trying to work out since is where we're we lucky over the piece, so they certainly dominated possession, hit the woodwork in both both ties. Um, for Spells, second half up there, it seemed to be the wind, but couldn't get out at all, couldn't get out half for a large part of it, uh, and, and it was the same on Tuesday night, it was a lot of long ball just trying to get rid of it, Um, even I mean if, that, if Kyle Connell's last action ever in an air strip is to get the concussion then uh, it's a terrible way for him to go out um, but there's probably a bit of luck in that as well because he was hobbling about didn't look able to run uh, and then we were able to get the get the sub on so it kind of worked in our favour so I kind of think in some ways we were lucky but then I wonder if I, whether Cove didn't challenge for the title for the very reason that for all the nice possession football's about scoring goals so that Emma, what, what, uh, we'll go back to percentages. What percentage lucky were we?
2: Yeah, I think we were probably a lot of luck was involved, you know, percentage-wise, you know, 60, 70% lucky. I do think over the kind of two games, they were, they played the better football. But ultimately, as you said, it's about, it's about scoring the goals. And we did, you know, I think the goal in the first half was a bit of a, a freak goal that we scored in the first game, sorry. But you know what? I think we've all watched football long enough, you know, we've all seen bad luck. And I think just on this on this occasion, you know, the, the luck seems to be on our side. So I'll take it every day of the week. Um, you know, I think watching the game on Tuesday, they had lots of possession, they played lots of really nice football, but I never really felt like we were under the caution in terms of, you know, they were going to hammer us or anything like that. So, yeah, sometimes it's just it is that bit of luck and it seems to be on our side. So hopefully it stays that way.
0: What do you reckon, Andrea? I mean, I'm trying to think of over the two ties, Max carried a couple of saves. One up there was a kind of curling shot heading towards top corner-ish, but it didn't look too much of a, a difficult save for him. And uh, yeah, probably the the same the other night. Mitch Meginson going off for them. You know, he's the the talisman that would have been difficult. But then we lost about three players of the case of the course of the game that were important to to us. So. Well, Pye and Boffle, the the, the Cove fan, <laughs> doesn't seem to be that disappointed by it. And um, do, do you think they were? Do you think they were unlucky?
3: I think there's that there's that part in football. That you always say that if you don't score when you're on top, it's always going to come back to haunt you. And I think you've you've nailed it there. Max Curry didn't have any saves to make that he had no business making. You know the, the few saves that he did have to make were all saves that. You would expect your goalkeeper of any kind of decent standard to make. There was one from 5A in the second leg on Tuesday night where it's a a decent hit and he hits it quickly and Curry gets a hand on it and pushes it up over the bar. But it was straight in the middle of the goal at a decent enough height. So I don't think there was any... You could maybe look at the times they hit the post or the one that hit the crossbar um, an extra time. The head at the underside of the crossbar bounces down and gets cleared away. That could easily have bounced and from under the crossbar to a cove player for a tap in. But um, I don't think I don't think they ever created clear-cut chances. They weren't missing settles. They were failing to make good use of the ball that they dominated. Um, and I think if they sat in a really really good shape when we didn't have the ball, which was most of both games we didn't have the ball, but there's a reason they weren't carving out chance after chance after chance, sitter after sitter, why Curry wasn't having to make the kind of saves he was making, say, Patrick Thistle away towards the end when he made a couple of really great saves that you would expect them to be goals. I don't really remember there being any periods like that in the game. Over the course of the season, we finished second, so table doesn't lie. It's only right that the second-best team in the division gets to go
0: through to the playoff thing. Yeah, and we talk about they didn't miss sitters, we did. I mean Carrick's chance up there to go two nil down. Um we don't have four Dice. Yeah, yeah. And Fordice's tether, what, into the ground and over the bar were, we're better than anything that, that they created and missed. Um and even when they go two one up in the ninety first minute, it's kind of uh, no, it's good it's a good it's good Rory McAllister play. He finds that half a yard round the 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 defender, but he did kind of feel was a bit soft. We'd been so good across both legs defensively to suddenly just let him get a shot away, uh, which was too close for, for for Max to do anything about. Um, now we 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 did create the better chances, uh, and then an extra time as well. Okay, the game's very stretched at that point. But Jack Mackay, if he takes a better touch, could could be banging in a brace. Um, so yeah, I I think a lot of the game we were all. Probably not enjoying it, and, and from the group chat, worried about how it was going, how long ball we were, and unable to get in the mix. But we scored, we scored two goals, and an uh, extra time. I think we were the better side. Yeah, job, job done. Um, yeah, I mean, so, you, so- you
3: think about like you said, we lost Peyton, who sitting midfielder would have been very influential in the second game, um, for sure. When you've not got the wind keeping us in, he would have played a big part in. Showing up the midfield and hopefully would have meant that five he wouldn't have had so much of the ball we then lose our best centre half um, right on half time so we've we'll got the second half to play without two of probably our most important defensive players granted Megan's a goal scorer um, and did score against us in that second half open the scoring so that is a big loss for them but if you're playing a team who will have a lot of the ball but you restrict them to pot shots from the edge of the box or outside the box you're doing your job you're doing your job because if it's not an outstanding strike in which case you hold your hands up and say okay great goal that's a bit of brilliance you deserve that you're expecting your keeper to be able to field those shots and keep you keep you in the game so that's that's a well-structured well coached team that keep in their shape and don't give away silly chances like you say until that horrendous moment at the end that deflated everyone and that I thought was consigning us
0: to, you know, a, a disappointing finale. And Emma's already touched on, you just need to give kudos to everybody, the character that he showed, because the heads didn't seem to go down, there was obviously the frustration, but right, dust ourselves down, should be a bit of injury time here, get on with it. And oh, sublime bit of skill from, from Craig Thompson, because I've sent the clips on to kind of friends with a passing interest in, in what's going on and everything else looks a bit messy but that just stands out as a, a brilliant piece of football uh, and the behind the goals camera which we missed so much because I don't know well, they just goal the goalie who cost them on Tuesday night seems to do the river dance he's got loads of time it's up in the air the wind's against it holding it up a bit he did just not seem to get his feet right but the, when we did have the behind the goal camera Jack McKay still has quite a bit to do with that finish. Like if that's me at five-a-sides, that's going straight off the defender in the, the <laughs> middle of the goal. Um, so he was calm, slotted it. Uh, and both K- Gallagher's finishes are, are just just brilliant. Just the, the same as the, the one that scored in the 4th for game. The, mo- the classic striker movement and to get on the end of those uh, two balls. Uh, okay, so he's scoring a, a goal from a yard out, but he's done everything right yeah. to do it. It's uh, so just no. really impressive.
2: Feels well, we have been finishing games particularly strongly, in the latter kind of half of the, and I don't know if that's something that they were deliberately, you know, deliberately set out to do, you know, as obviously the games have piled up and injuries pile up and, and fitness becomes more and more important to it. I don't know if that's something, you know, I do tend to find we maybe are quieter in the first half, but we are finishing strongly and, and we do have players like Thompson that can come off the bench and, the fresh legs, and he's made the difference, you know, in the Falkirk game, and he's made the difference in the game on Tuesday too. So, um, yeah, I'll be starting a petition to get a statue of him up outside Broomfield, I think is what I said on on Twitter. Um, but uh, yeah, then injuries are said a bit of a, a worry as well for Tuesday? So I will just hope that um, obviously we know Connor won't be back, but we just hope that everybody else is okay.
0: Yeah, but you, so you mentioned uh, we we did a piece on. Sung the heroes in the, uh, the the last pod. I don't think Thompson got mentioned, so um, and he, he's not on the list that I sent around you. But I would have happily just you were rebuilding the squad, given how the season had been going, not been too sad to to see him go. But the Dumbarton game that kicked it all off, and although he's been cameos from the bench a lot of the time, he's, he's been brilliant. The pace he's got to drive at people, skill to beat them. Um, he can. He's got that in his locker. It's not like it was a fluke. It was unexpected. It's, it's now been so tight to get to where they did, uh, and every result counting. And then that game being so tight. I mean, I think everybody who's been involved, you need to to give some praise to But but yeah, Emma. As well as his, his statue, what's what's Craig Thompson's role being in that run? I think it just being
2: that. Being that you know, I think it kind of. I... Echo what Ian and said in his interview. You know, it's it's yeah. You've got the the guys that start the game, but we've also got a strong bench. I think, and every player has the ability to come on and influence it. And you know, I think the the role that he's had is has, has been as important as as anything else. You know, the the what he had that against Falkirk. You know, his his input for that goal. I mean, the the two probably most important goals we've scored. <laughs> And this last couple of weeks has been down to his involvement. So, um, yeah, actually, it's unbelievable that we hadn't thought to add into the list or mention him. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely up at the top for me.
3: Pace at this level can completely change a game, even if, especially if it's not from the start, if you've got a weapon like that that you can bring on that's able to run past people to leave them for dead and get into space, then 100%, even from... The season before, I like Thompson when he played, and then he got quite a bad injury, um, essentially because he, he does have that weapon. His only um, area of development really was the, the final ball. If you've got a player that's got that kind of pace and a consistently good final ball, then he'll be fancied by teams at a higher level than we're at. Um, he, he needs to develop that, but he, he has done. Clearly, that was a great delivery flashed right across the face. Gallagher makes that brilliant from post-run. But like you said, it's not just the amazing goal it's against Falkirk to um, seal second place. And I think we've seen from how the Cove playoff went that it, it was important being back at home for the Tuesday night. Um, imagine the, because I mean, the weather was bad enough here, do never mind if it was on the Tuesday night up there? But um, his involvement in the goal that turned the run from disaster into getting, well, getting a winner for finally... After that horrible restart at Dumbarton. it's him that puts that ball in for for Roy, and that that saved us. If that hadn't happened, we might not have kicked on as we did. So no, I think I think if he's if he's able to keep that level of import, of performance up, even as an impact sub, he's a great weapon to have. Great weapon.
0: And what about Gallagher? I mean, he's one in the the hybrid model. He's part time, I think he's part time because it suits him with the with the job that he's got. We've had two seasons off him. We've seen some flashes of just brilliant technique. We've spoken about the goals on Tuesday night, but overhead kick against Clyde, uh, all, all sorts. Uh, and for two seasons, he's been there or thereabouts in terms of our top scorer. Um, he, again, it's, he's been vital because we wouldn't have won on Tuesday night without him. But we haven't spoken about him much on here ever, really. So what what's... Gallagher's time the diamond added to the the, the club?
3: He does score goals. He does score goals. He he frustrates the hell out of you sometimes, getting caught offside in particular. Um, And there are games where his hold-up play is excellent and there are games where his hold-up play is uh, not excellent. But I would be assuming that when we go up um, at Morton's expense, that we'll probably stay hybrid. And if our growth can do it and other teams can do it in that division and I expect we'll do the same so I would I would be taking them. I'm not saying we can or shouldn't be aiming a bit higher because it will be a step up um, I don't think it'll be a huge step up in quality to to that division um, so I, I'd be delighted for him to still be part of the squad. He, he gets goals, he consistently gets goals, he'll make mistakes, he'll give the ball away sometimes he'll miss sitters but he he gets all kinds of gold and he has that predatory striker's instinct. He makes those front post runs that I don't think anyone else in our squad makes. I don't think anyone else in our squad makes those runs as consistently as he does across the front post, across the defender to get the touch. He just does it all the time. And sometimes he misses them, but he's always making that run. He always makes that run.
2: Not much to add to that, really, I guess. Um, I haven't really given a lot of thought to who we keep and, and who we, we, we don't next season, maybe just at the risk of jinxing things. But um, no, I think Andrew's pretty much summed it up well for me. And offside can frustrate the hell out of me during a game. I think um, you guys uh, hear enough from me in the chat going offside um, <laughs> without me having to labour the point here. But I just, um, you know, the, the examples of the goals that he scored on, on Tuesday, you know, is, I'm just making those runs and, and getting in the front pole, if we could use them more for that rather than maybe relying on him so much for for hold up play, I think he would do a lot better job. So I think it's to me less of a criticism of him and maybe just more the way that we use him, I guess. But I would imagine we would stay hybrid or, or part time. I don't think there would be any need to go full time if we went up. Um and in and, and that basis I think I would I would keep him on. Definitely.
0: The hybrid model, you'd carrick playing, you'd Max Curry's part-time as well and you you Gallagher so you can see the calibre of, of player that is out there and is part-time and our growth has stayed up yet again so to, to write off part-time players would seem very short-sighted if you can get ones as good as that I think that's the, the key and, and making sure that there's able to commit to a training program and can be trusted but Gallagher certainly can
2: and I'm Um, sure we've made that mistake in the past of not keeping players on because we wanted to go part-time and they've actually gone up a level and played at a higher level than than with us and and in retrospect actually we should have made that available to them rather than insisting on on full-time contracts. uh,
0: Yeah I don't think it's binary I mean I don't my strong suspicion is that Cove's wage bill would be higher than ours, despite them being fully part-time. I mean, you look at five; he's a Scottish Cup winner. Um, Rory McAllister would have been wouldn't have been cheap. Mitch Meginson. I've read something about John Robertson wanted to sign him, but it wasn't worth his time to go to Tim and give up his day job. So uh, that's a very high level of part-time player, but I wasn't buying all this stuff before, hand uh, as if it's, it's, a, it's like another Gretna. It's a great story, and Airdrie bringing the fairy tale to an end. Uh, there's plenty of money there, and it'll be interesting to see what they what they do next year. Right, next, I didn't put him on the list last time just because he played the critical role in this brilliant run, but he hadn't played that many games. But Scott Walker, uh, first, first game he comes on, I think against Cove, the, the first tie, Stretches for a ball and misses it, and they score. And you kind of think, "Oh, that was at a time in the season where things were falling apart, and this squad wasn't looking like it had maybe the depth that you you would want." But as a young guy, it's hard. To, he just looks so at home at this level. I mean, Emma's has he caught your eye?
2: I was going to um, say maybe not so much the Cove game, but I did like the look of him in previous um, in previous games. But we've not seen a great deal. Of them, I would say to, to make a judgment, but as a young player coming through, and to say yeah, maybe not it's finest hour, but you know young players, and I think we've addressed this in the podcast before. You know they're going to have good games and, and bad games, and they're going to you know it's not easy opposition against cover the quality that they've got. So you know, you, and you'll, you'll learn from that, and you know, you'll get better. And I think we've seen that you know, like so from 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 Leon McCann, I don't see why Scott can't do the same.
0: Yeah, no I think Leon McCann's a good parallel to draw, and I think Leon was pretty quiet on um, Tuesday night as well, and I don't know that would say him or Walker had to have a bad game, just they were up against a really good team, and just had to go on with that kind of defence for lumping the ball uh, and uh, the, the, uh, flying over their heads at points where uh, in other games they've been able to get in possession and get the ball down and, and, and play more, but uh, within uh, you've played maybe about the last four games or something, Andrew, what's What's his key attributes that's that made that Ian Murray put him in the team?
3: It's funny he when you think about the modern fullback that we talks about in in football now, um, you look at on the national team level Scotland's fullbacks and just in the wider kind of football environment, the common theme tends to be they're all really really good going forward but need to work on their defensive attributes. Walker in that regard seems to be a bit of a of a throwback, in that. You don't really remember him putting in many great surges forward, like the kind of swashbuckling attacking fullbacks that you see a lot now, um, and then getting a, a great cross in and being up and delivering the assist stats and stuff like that, like the, the two Liverpool guys. He seems to be, first and foremost, defensively minded, and he seems to have that aspect of his game already. Um, as you've both pointed out already, this was his debut season, and... Um, and he's getting better. It would seem as he goes. So he's definitely a, a good prospect through um, right back um, behind Kyle McDonald, who's moved on, and um, a deal that turned out to be absolutely fantastic for us um, because we got we got Turner as part of that in the in the break there. But um, Walker stepped in first of all when McDonald was injured or missing, and then um, in the more recent games when we've switched to that sort of back five or back three in you know, a midfield five, he's solid. Um, beyond his debut mistake um, against Cove, which if he makes that on the stretch, it's a bit of great defending, assume that didn't end up in his own yeah. net. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of great defending, so he was very, very close. Um, since then, I can't think of a single mistake he's made. He seems very solid. Um, I remember the Falkirk game, the most recent Falkirk game, there was a really good attack launched by them eventually at one point when they remembered what they were playing for. Um, And Morrison getting sithed inside and played a really good ball to one of the Falkirk players, I think maybe fathering them. And Walker just, it looked really, really dangerous and Walker just came across. And as Brian would say, shepherded ran out and let the ball run, shielded it, and it was just looked like very mature, experienced defending. Looked like a guy who'd done this all the time and get multiple appearances under his belt. I think he's um, coming on really, really well. He's solid, solid defensively, um, and maybe doesn't stand out and is a bit unsung simply because he's not the kind of rampaging fullback that you see from time to time, tearing up the wing and putting the delivery across. And um, if he can get a a good cross developed, then um, it will be a real weapon. But we don't really need him. If we've got Leon McCann, who's been a bit more unleashed since we've changed the formation slightly, um, then it, it maybe helps. It maybe helps having Scott Walker there to be a bit more defensive minded and and hang back
0: a little. Bit. But but young enough that he can develop his game, and you would hope to see him add that. But you're right; it's it's just a solidity of. A young player coming in, you're always a bit, a bit worried, just with the lack of experience, and probably because of that early mistake, maybe expecting more of the same, and I've just seen none of it. Just able to able to do a job, uh, and really, the squad has looked brilliant in this run. People have just been able to slot in, do a job, uh, and it, it's been one of the most impressive things, even in. Even on Tuesday night when our bodies lying about all over the place running out of subs, all, all the people who come on did seem to be able to make a, an impact. Right, we'll finish. Uh, and
2: maybe maybe that's going to say that, that's just part of it as well. Maybe why nobody, you know, when we're saying who's shown, who's they all have because they've all just done their job and done, you know, and their position really well.
0: Right. The the most controversial to to because even even in the last podcast I spoke about Paul McKinney getting a hard time because of the way that his brother waltzed into the team. Uh but maybe a bit like that goalkeeper that went up in the last minute for Carlisle and stopped them getting relegated out of the the, the league. Uh whatever happens, Jack McKay will always be the person who got that late equalizer. So yeah, he's, I'm trying to think. The thistle game he, he scored early on. Uh, and then, But that day, I thought he had a bit of a torrid time uh, playing more like that full-back role um, before Walker coming in the team and a couple of crosses coming in from that side. And I probably had his card marked. But the other night, he scores the goal. He then has a chance where he takes a better touch. He might get another one. Um, just had the energy. And the, the picture's often with his brother. If that doesn't make you smile, then you must have a pretty stony heart. <laughs> so... Uh, what? First time around was a few years ago now. Didn't do that much, but he was very, very young. Do you think he's developed as a player in his time away? Uh, And with the injuries that we had, we're probably going to have to rely on him. I think he can be a a key piece uh, when we come up against Morton.
2: I don't know that I'll see him lining up against Morton, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure if he would be the natural pick. I guess it just depends on on injuries. But you know what? I was pretty happy to see him to see him getting his goal because I do think that they get an unnecessary hard time and, and I don't think a lot of it's justified I don't think he's done a whole lot wrong since he kind of came into the club and I don't remember too much of him I'll be honest from the the kind of first time around so for me to be able to compare as to whether he's developed now but you know I'll I'll say the same for Jack McKay as I've said about other players you know he's he's whether he's starting or whether he's done on the bench, he's came on. He's sorted out in the position he's been asking to play, and and generally, I don't think he's done much wrong. And and for me, just seeing him come on and and get that goal was just the best way to, as I say, silence silence the critics. So I was really really pleased for him. But I'm not sure what the, the kind of the, what the squad is in terms of injuries and et etc. for Tuesday night to know whether he would be an option.
3: When he when he come on, it's funny because he come on, he is like this sort of utility player. Because when he come on, like you say, to start with his first few appearances, this second time around, he was playing in that kind of right wing back position, and it's maybe not his strength. Because um, he was suffering a wee bit, he proved he could score with that finish against Thistle. And um, when he was brought on in the first leg against Cove, he was asked to do a sort of more defensive minded job, maybe in the midfield, just to ride it out and get us that draw when Cove were pushing to try and get themselves a, a, what would have been a vital lead going into the second leg and it worked he come on and the team rode it out, got away with the draw he's come on on Tuesday night to play up front it seemed or certainly to play a more attacking role in the midfield anyway and gets the goal, like you say nearly gets another one That touch if that was any better he's, he's certainly through at least on a shot, maybe gets a corner out of it, which killed more time, who knows. But he has done the job in these last two games when brought on from the bench. So I think there's every chance we'll see him from the bench again. I imagine Connell obviously looks like he's not going to be able to play. So you might see Gallagher and Roy starting together. Maybe Carrick will be pushed up into the attack out of the midfield. And the midfield will be slightly different. It's to the there, who knows. But I expect Jack Mackay will play a role over the two legs. Um, And based on the last two games, um, I'm much more comfortable with that than I might have been beforehand. I think he seems absolutely reliable, depending on whatever job Murray asks him to do, so long as it's not Scott Walker's
0: job. Well, let's just come on to that. So Dean Ritchie started on Tuesday night and probably had a bit of a torrid time. I think it's fair to say you could hear You'd hear Turner certainly giving him some instructions and, and Payton went off. Payton could have sat in front of the back four and talked him through the game. Uh, instead, he's off pretty quickly. Turner, who you would like to see further up just because of the quality he has on the ball, comes in and marshals it uh, and Carrick has to drop in and, uh, and do a job. So uh, the way, way Peyton went off, I'd be surprised if um, if we see him again. Sabatini wasn't even on the bench and we haven't seen him for... A long time, so I don't know if there's a, a an injury there. I think he's maybe been listed. in Some of the the match previews is not available, so centre mid's going to be the the big challenge. Presumably, Turner will play, Carrick will play because he Carrick, We said in the last podcast, I think he would he go on goals if you if you ask them to. And then you need to find one other, uh, and that's that's probably why I'm thinking. I Wonder if if Jack McKay forms part of it because he is this kind of utility player and. And then Jenny has got, I don't know, I, I think it, if we're very thin again in, in terms of central midfield options. So anybody get any ideas as to how you, you best set up if if it's the same personnel uh, we started with on Tuesday but without Connell, Peyton or Kerr?
3: They might use Paul McKay in the middle again. He's been playing in a central position. If, well, he's been playing sort of centre-half.
0: Yeah, and the back five's been working really well. Yeah, Crichton, Crichton can slot in for care. And yeah, you
3: be, be worried about moving him out of there up into the midfield just because of how well it seems to be going at centre um, half. But you could do that um, given the situation. Sabatini, I think most of the time, has been listed on the bench until the other night, whether he's actually been there or not. I'm sure he's been listed in the. Um,
2: I think that was the first time I've, I've not seen him.
3: And I think that's just because the number of subs goes down. So I like, think your, your squad number, your size for the game, your matchday squad has to go down as well because you don't have the five subs anymore. So I assume that if necessary, he could come back in either to be on the bench or to start. It would be a big ass The guy who's not really kicked the ball for a wee while to start a huge game in the midfield. He might go with Richie again. He might right. go with Richie. I don't think Morton. I've not seen much of them, but I don't think they play anywhere near the same kind of style as Old Rangers do.
2: I've only seen them.
3: I think they've got a 5e to give Richie the runaround to that. I've regard. only
2: seen them once. I watched these these five Morton Cup tie. That's the only game I watched. And, you know, I didn't see anything going forward, like, you know, like that, that kind of key man. Or, you know, they were very poor going forward in that game. If I, you know, if I had to. It's very difficult to judge from a one off, but. Um, <laughs> I have to not having Peyton worries me quite a bit. I'm trying trying not to let it worry me, but it is a concern. <laughs> Try to stay, stay on the positive and not start panicking early. Um but yeah, I mean to me that would have been the natural thing is to move Paul Mackay. I've actually quite liked I not saying I would start him, I've actually quite liked I know I've not seen him play much, but Tom Asi's contribution as well when he when he's come on, he's looked very bright, maybe not something I would necessarily played from the start, but you know, we've to kind of forget that we've we've got him as well.
0: I think the other night he came on and his first few touches it's just it's like it's like he's got different feet from everybody else. He can just <laughs> manipulate the ball and take it in and look so cool on it. Um and I know one of the last games he came on he kind of gave it away and didn't you could see or you could hear from the commentary they're saying oh Ian Murray's not happy and then Crichton was up with an arm round his shoulder. It was a Falkirk game, and he kind of trying to talk him through. So, uh, yeah, I think there's something in what you see there. Murray obviously trusts Richie, and and I think we've established that with the run that we're on, hard to question the manager. He's not coming up against uh, fivey Scully and Blair Yule. We see that the part-time team, but with a lot of talent in there. So, hopefully, uh, if he's if he's going to start, just the midfield battles, not as difficult a one. And and in fairness to him, I thought it was notable that he wasn't hiding on Tuesday, because uh, after his kind of dodgy start, he did. He was involved in a couple of good moves up front, so I like to see that. You don't want to see someone just disappearing, especially on such a big game. But I, I can't see them moving away from a back five. If Kerr's out, I think you've got to have Mackay there. So it's a question of who joins. Turn and Carrick probably uh, and, and if it's Richie then fingers crossed and, uh, and good luck to the boy um, okay, Andrew you've already said we're going we're to beat Martin and win promotion so how are we going to do it?
3: Uh, we'll finish the job on Tuesday night, two or three goals and then Friday will be a cakewalk
0: <laughs> You can't see the faces that he's pulling as he's, as he's saying that but he, he, That's
3: my feeling, that's my feeling I think, I, think we'll, I think we'll do the job, I think we'll win on Tuesday and if we win comfortably enough I don't think they'll be able to come back. They were able to come back against Montrose, um, but that was a two-one. So if we can keep a clean, there's she- a
2: bit of a, a wonder goal as well, of a freak goal as well, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, and the winner, in, the yeah. winner um, in that game. So if we can, if we can keep a clean sheet and don't concede on Tuesday, easy said I know. But apparently they're not that great, both as what Emma said and just what you read on their own fans talking about it, which can sometimes give you the wrong impression because a lot of fans are always dead down on their team, overly so. But if we can get a, a clean sheet, I'd expect us to score, because um, we, we seem to be scoring a lot of goals these days. We keep that up. I think we can do, We can finish the job, and Tuesday. I think we can do that. I think it's definitely, it's there for us.
0: The thing that concerns me, because I'd obviously love for that to happen, is on this brilliant run that we've been in, We've never really clicked and hammered the team. I think who do, do we go?
3: Montrose was two one because they get a late goal and it was a, an absolute belter. Four for four, we were 2 The four, it no, was one each. It was one each went and then we went two one and three one.
0: Yeah, it was four four because we're cruising for half time at one 1-0 and you're yeah. thinking. Didn't you, put the, the first half is quite sticky, uh, and then we've. Well, like you said earlier, Emma, that it looks like the, the fitness kicks in, we've the way through. But against Forfa, they got that goal back, and then they start the second half was a bit of a toil until eventually we, we, we broke through. Um, so we haven't scudded anyone. So it'd be a good time to start.
2: I know, but um, I, th- I think what we need to remember as well is obviously the different psychologies that might have been grown on between two teams as well. You know, we have been on this fantastic run, we seem to have a really great team spirit a real belief around the side now I don't know enough about Morton but you know they're facing relegation with a right tough season I don't know where they are in terms of it might just come down to really who wants it more and who's going to who's going to fight for it more and who's got that that belief to get through and I think as Andrew said if we can go out and do anything you know 1-0 2-0 damage on on, on Tuesday night then that, that might be enough to really you know Say the tie over the, the the two legs if you can, can inflict that kind of blow on them. So I just I just don't know where they are in terms of I know there's such a good momentum behind us and you know we've been finishing games really strongly and, and fighting really hard and there seems to be a real buzz. I don't know on the flip side where where they're at and it, it, that might play into it as well.
0: Uh, they, they drew a lot of games towards the end of their campaign because I looked to see form and you're hoping that they have been getting beat about by the place So it wasn't. I think there's maybe like four draws for their last games. Love have lost up at Montrose and then beaten them in extra times, I think. it's so, so school ground uh, assessment of football, but games between us and Montrose have always been quite close so they've had two close games with Montrose. I suspect there won't be much in it and, and Tuesday night's going to be all important and I don't know like 500 fans there, uh, 500 fans in in New Broomfield rattles about a bit. I have I a dread of five hundred fans in Capolo creating a bit of an atmosphere. But then I'm not supposed, could be to, I'm not supposed to be the wrong atmosphere.
2: If they get on their back,
0: you know. Yeah, no, de- definitely it can be. They've not, they not had a but, great season. They've been waiting all year to shout at them and tell them what they think of them. And if you they're already two 0 up from the first leg, uh, and they got off to a bad start, you could see it be on their back. Um,
2: no, Andrew's been right so far, so
0: I'm yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a good way to end. So, Andrew, what was it if you're it down there What was your, your promotion percentage that you gave us all those oh, weeks ago?
3: Um, I think my promotion was only 50%. I was um 85% sure we'd finish top five, and then I was 75% sure we'd be in the playoffs. Um, but I'd only given us a 50 50 for promotion. That was then, though, I was being coy then. You know? so,
0: so, so, what's it at now? <laughs>
3: we're going up Championship next year trips to Inverness and all the rest of it
0: Emma?
2: I can't remember what my percentages were only that I was very very wrong (laughs) (laughs) I I was miles away I think I had I don't even think we were going to make the top 5 I think at this point I think I was last time I was on I was worried about East Fife this time around I am in the 75% party I definitely think that we can do it I definitely believe from what I've seen and the run and the way they've been battling out that we can do it so I'm going to go for the 75% so go on go to and break my heart Airdrie
0: you, you <laughs> undoubtedly can do it but it's a, the usual playoff final there's got to be there's got to be a loser it's big for both teams Morton's fans are taking over the club this summer uh, and it's going to look very different for them, from them in terms of a business plan and everything if they're uh, if they're down a league. Um, and same for us. We need we need this. Uh, we the idea of being in League One with Queen's Park coming up, maybe Edinburgh City as well. Um, Falkirk's still there, and at some point they've got to get that together. Uh, I I'm sick of being stuck there. Yeah, this is a chance to get out, and we need to take it uh, and and start really seeing progress as a, a club.
2: Doesn't really bear thinking about it actually. if We were back in League One again next season. Having to pick yourself up for yeah for that. Um, but yeah, yeah I think it's going to be really difficult with mm-hmm. Queens Park. And was if they come up, especially with the financial backing they've they've got behind them.
3: With manager as yet to be announced. They're going to have someone else in charge. See the McKinnons now. Yeah.
2: I haven't seen the rumors and any rumors on that one actually.
3: I've seen some scurrilous. People suggesting
0: a certain oh, Mr. Murray might be on the floor for that job. Alan Stubbs was one I heard, and I know that he was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, was that just a St Mirren fan? No. That, <laughs> uh, well, it, well, it's from Leanne Dempster and, and Tim were were definitely very close. Uh, so through work, I got to, I had to go along to a Hibs AGM once, and it was when Stubbs was was in charge there, and he spoke he spoke about how he'd been head hunted, and it was. Uh, it was Leanne Dempster and uh, and their head of football, I think it's George Craig, had gone down and decided he was the man they wanted and I really talked him into the Hibs project. And it's weird in football, so he got off to won the Scottish Cup, right, gets off to a great start uh, and has had a couple of failures. And once you do that, then it can be a real struggle to get a job and it's an interesting project and if Dempster's there, it's maybe, you know, the... Uh, as much as you did, you laughed at obviously is the craziest <laughs> suggestion in the world, but they've sat Tree McKinnon who's won the league, so they're obviously ambitious. And if, if it's only jobs that Stubbs can get, other than a bit of punditry kicking about, then he, he's left in Glasgow before, he might be, might be prepared to do it.
3: Certainly um, won't we'll be Neil Lennon if it's Leanne Dempster picking
0: You've never thought so. <laughs> uh, right, anything else that we want to to finish on? Any Any messages that you want to send to the team?
3: Gratitude. This is better. This is better than winning the league. What's happened is better than winning the league because we're gonna to get to go see them. We're gonna to get to go to a game of football and watch the team, which had they got the extra few points to leapfrog Frog Thistle, we wouldn't have been able to do. This is better than winning the league. So I am so grateful to all of them that we're gonna to get to do that. It's gonna be amazing.
2: Yeah, I guess um sorry for all the things i said when I was in a bad mood. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I, I just, I never thought I'd get to see the team kick a ball this season and to know that you're going to be there on Tuesday night Um, and, you know, they've put this run together. It's just absolutely fantastic and like, I'm just so, so grateful that we get to go along and see them and, you know, regardless of the result, I just hope that everybody that is lucky enough and is fortunate enough, you know, just, just back them and let them know that we're there and we've got their back 100%, you know, and If the game's not quite going the way we want, just show the same kind of spirit that they have and collectively let's just do our best to go over the line because we're not going to be there obviously next Friday, so let's be there for them as much as we can on Tuesday.
0: You're both going on Tuesday, so there's very strict COVID protocol about and no singing and and sitting socially distanced apart from each other and stuff. The one big question is, how are you going to smuggle that party trumpet into the stadium.
2: Well, Stuart, Mr. Matthew is kind enough to send me a clip of the trumpet, so I can just play it over my phone, maybe a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> Be absolutely fine. I've got it. I've got it covered. I actually, I actually have asked if we can play that one it goals from now on. <laughs> That's all we need. I don't want to hear any music. I just want that five second clip played every goal from now until the end of time.
3: The other thing we need whenever one of the opposition players gets sent off, and discipline.
2: <laughs> yes, that would be. I think that's the match day experience that we, you know, when we talk about how to improve it, you know, that's all you need a party horn and in discipline.
0: <laughs> and I think. Thank
2: you, John, for giving me so much to, to laugh about this week.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, a legend no, I, is born. We've, I, we've got it. We've got a new brand. There you go, that's it. It's obviously the fans like it, so why not? And discipline. Throughout my time doing the podcast, I've been able to rely on a number of talented Deirdre fans to add to what we're able to produce. For this episode, a massive thanks to Steve Goldie for letting us use his Jason Leach impression. That's Steve Goldie one on TikTok to see more of his stuff. Wouldn't have a show without the panellists, so a massive thank you to Andrew Duffy and Emma Quigley. And you can find Andrew's match reports, which he posts links to on the Airdrie Facebook page. Robert Dale's photo is a cracker and will be great artwork for this episode. And to play us out, I've got Stefan McGeehy has worked up a little number for us. Let's hope it's one that we can listen to for a few years to come.
1: Oh don't you know going up? The air is going up, oh don't you know, going up? The air is going up, oh don't you know, going up? The air is going up, oh don't you know, going up? The edge is going up, oh don't you know, going up? The air is going up, oh don't you know, going up? The air is going up, oh don't you know, going up, the air is going up in for Cove. Here's 5 8. It's. Yes! Come on, the diamonds! <laughs> Sorry, everyone, but John has just gone mad. It's a magnificent, magnificent performance in the end. Cove can find themselves extremely unfortunate with the way they played, but Airdrie's stuck in. To get to the final, and if John stops that, people might be able to listen. Another Tuesday night victory! Bring it on Tuesday night! Whatever. If you can't be good, be lucky! In the end, it was well deserved, John. I do think. In the end, being like 2 1 down, we were were well out. I do not care. I do not care. (laughs) We, We have a lot of bad luck. We have had a lot of bad luck in playoffs. offs we are in the final, well played boys, well played! And the Diamonds are heading towards the fans in the corner <laughs> to say thank you very much for coming out in the rain, it's been a brilliant night for us and we are a lot of celebrating from not a lot of people in the ground and for the people outside the ground... Enjoy your trip home, Cove. Paul Hartley, you get them tilted. Your boys have missed a great chance and took a hell of a beating. So we will see you here on Tuesday night. And this will be, you may be glad to know, John and I's last appearance. It's been an honour and a privilege to do this all through the year. And oh, no, it, I speak a bit again, like camera ha, camera ha, <laughs> well, We hand right. over to BBC Alba and hopefully we will get the result we need. So we're here on Tuesday night and next Friday night we'd go to Capelow. We're one step away, John. One step away. Bring on the Morton! So I will shepherd John out of the studio, and we'll go into the corridor of uncertainty of the final. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a dream come true for us. We never thought we would get there. We've turned it around. We've got a brilliant opportunity. Let's go and enjoy it, and let's win and get into the championship. Thanks for all your messages. Do the same for the final. Why not? Only let's see even more. Good night, everybody. Enjoy. Good night.